Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? Welcome to Crazy Day, my podcast about curiosity and what's been on my mind lately. My name is Matt. This week, I've been thinking about sushi, road rage, triggers, and asking questions. The problem isn't the problem. The problem is a symptom of the problem. I don't remember where I heard this quote, or if it's something that I made up after years of working with customers and trying to help them find ways to work through challenges in their business processes. But it's one of those concepts that applies to so many parts of life the more you look around. Recently, I was talking to a man that I look up to in many ways. Over dinner, our conversation got to the topic of anger and road rage. This man is one of the coolest, calmest men I know, but he shared that driving on the interstate triggers him when other drivers drive too slow for him. And by trigger, I mean he would get angry, just lose his temper. He went on to tell me that he had solved this problem by learning to set his cruise control to a specific speed, and voila! No more trigger or anger. I was a little surprised at the solution that he found, because it didn't seem like a solution at all. I mean, he definitely addressed the symptom of his anger, but what would happen if his cruise control failed for some reason, or if he was driving a rental car that didn't even have cruise control? It seems to me that the anger can come back in a heartbeat, right? In my opinion, he didn't solve the problem. He solved the symptom of the problem. He never got to the root of the anger in the first place and left himself open to being triggered again and again and again. Years ago, I got a call from an old friend. We hadn't spoken in a long time, but the last I knew, she had started dating a guy I knew, and things seemed to be going pretty well. So, of course, as part of catching up, I asked how that relationship was going. Now, I'm paraphrasing here, but the smile in her voice vanished, replaced with some frustration, maybe tinged with anger, as she replied, We're good, but Matt, he never takes me out for sushi. I was taken a little aback, you know? I mean, sushi is good at all, but there seemed to be a little more emotion in that statement than sushi usually engenders. Curious about what was going on underneath, and because we have a trusting relationship like that, I leaned into that reaction. She told me how she was frustrated that he was more of a meat-and-potatoes kind of a guy and didn't stray too much from his routine food choices, while she loves adventure and variety. She had tried to introduce him to foods and experiences that she loved, but he resisted anything outside of his comfort zone, which, spoiler alert, included sushi. As I kept pulling on the thread, she eventually said something to the effect of, When we don't go out to eat someplace I suggest, I feel like he doesn't respect me. And all of a sudden, the emotion behind sushi made a lot more sense. Because it wasn't sushi that she was upset about, it was what was going out to sushi represented to her. Not going out to sushi probably isn't something to get that angry about, but not being respected? Yeah, that's on a different level, isn't it? 
See, I believe that triggers are useful as a way to showing us areas where we need healing. We've all experienced a situation where someone did or said something that set us off, right? For me, those triggers express themselves in a form of anger or rage, like zero to 10 levels of rage in an instant. I consider myself a pretty cool guy, but it is scary how fast and extreme those emotions fire off to those around me. Yeah, but also to myself. It's tempting to feel that the cause of the trigger was external. It was the person who said the thing. It was the driver who cut you off. It was the person who won't vary from their culinary routine for you. But really, they're just exposing a hurt that you have. Imagine you had a huge scrape on your arm, and then someone touches it. You'd wince and pull away, right? Perhaps you could ask them to avoid touching your arm, but then you put a shirt on and it rubs the wound, causing it to hurt again. So maybe you stop wearing shirts with sleeves for a bit, but then someone bumps into you at the store and, well, there's that pain again. See, you can try to stop every possible external way for that scrape to get irritated, but you're ultimately missing the point. You have a scrape on your arm that needs to be healed. All those external stimuli are simply highlighting that truth. If nobody touches the wound, you won't hurt, but you won't be tending to the wound either. On the other hand, if you recognize the pain for what it is and apply proper first aid to heal the scrape, then you're able to handle whatever happens in the world around you, whether intentional or accidental. Arm touches, shirts with sleeves, and crowded stores don't hurt your arm because your arm is healed. Now, this is obviously a complex process, made even more so by the fact that triggers come with a lot of strong emotions which can cloud our judgment or even make us want to defend ourselves more than analyze the truth of what happened deep down. But if you're willing to do the work, here are the steps that I've developed that have helped me heal from a lot of stuff that has been lingering and messing with me for a long time. The first step is to notice the trigger. Now, this is hard because you're usually mad, and I mean mad. You might be blaming someone or everyone for the offending action, and in your head, of course, you're justified. But once you're ready, notice that it happened and what it was. What did you feel or think at the point of rage? Injustice? Weakness? Powerlessness? Maybe something different? Now, step two is a practice called the five whys. It's a valuable iterative technique that I use to help get to the root of a problem by asking why five times. Now, in theory, you'll find the real problem by the time you get to the fifth why, but in my experience, it usually happens sooner. So, as an example, for my friend in the relationship, when I asked her why she was upset about not going out for sushi, she said it was because her boyfriend didn't like variety in his cuisine. Why was that a problem? Well, because she liked variety and adventure, and he refused to try new things. Well, why was that a problem? Well, because she had told him how important it was to explore new places from time to time, but even though she would compromise and go to his regular places, he wouldn't try something new with her. 
Well, why was that a problem for her? Well, because that felt like disrespect to her. And there we were at the source of the trigger. Now, there are books and internet sites and all sorts of articles online about the practice of the five whys. I certainly didn't come up with it. And if this is something that's interesting to you, I would encourage you to go do some more research on it. Step three, heal the real problem. Now, look, whether or not her boyfriend's stubborn refusal to try new foods really was disrespect or not is beside the point. We had gotten to something foundational with that line of questioning, something that can actually be unpacked a bit, either by exploring the root of the feeling or through therapy or other forms of healing. Personally, I found a lot of benefit through meditation, some inner child work, talk therapy, and other techniques, but this is a complex topic that is going to be unique to each person. But getting back to my friend's situation, if someone being stubborn is going to set you off, then the world becomes a minefield, doesn't it? But if you can get to the root of that trigger and work through it, well, then the world becomes a much safer place. People can be stubborn, but it no longer impacts you because it was never about them. It was always about you and you've loved yourself enough to see that. So that's it for this episode of Crazy Day. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end, if you're still listening. I love you guys who always stick around to the end. If you enjoyed this episode and you know of somebody who you think would appreciate it, I would love it if you'd hit the share button and pass it along with them in whatever way you see fit, or maybe even on your social media feed. If you haven't done so already, I'd love it if you'd uh, leave a rating or a review if your podcast player allows for you to do so. But regardless of whatever you choose, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of Crazy Day.